another episode of Fun Time Factory. I'm Caroline. Hi! That's not Michelle. Michelle no, is not, not here this week because Michelle is busy being busy. And we haven't been recording in a while because we uh, Sabrina's here and she's slowly <laughs> slithering in. <laughs> oh, you smell like good. What are you wearing? Um, I showered today, Ooh. so I am just wearing Oh, natural. Bio, I guess. <laughs> If I ever do a perfume, I'm going to name it Not B.O. Not B.O. Number one. Not (laughs) B.O. But I'll call it, like, Not (laughs) B.O. You can shrink my thighs into making it fancy. Wineries. (laughs) What are you wearing? Not (laughs) B.O. The commercial will be, like, like some really fancy, like, like Kira Knightley person coming to a room. And they're like, oh, who is she? What is she wearing? She goes, Not (laughs) B.O. So we're back. It feels like we never left. Um, but we were kind of on hiatus all summer because I was in Norway. You were in California. So, uh, Michelle was in France. So we were all traveling. But we're back. And uh, we're having another one-episode topic show. And I think what's kind of good about these shows is that we get to give one topic <laughs> <laughs> our attention as opposed to the 90 other topics. So I think this is kind of a cool way to go. In the future, because it's kind of hard to kind of keep up with like current events of TVs and movies and stuff when we're all so scattered. But uh, yeah, so last time we were together, we covered Blue Monday and it was awesome because yeah. Chana Chunks the Floors tweeted us out <laughs> and she wrote it us on her Facebook. And I was like, oh my God. And she's like, oh, you guys are so great. This makes me so happy. And we're like, <laughs> you make us happy, Chana. So yeah, that happens. <laughs> and uh, so now this week, we are covering Batman. Woo! Everything Batman. And the reason why I have Sabrina here and not Michelle is because Michelle doesn't like Batman. Michelle hates Batman. If you see Michelle on the street, please yell at her, you hate Batman. You know she doesn't like Pokemon either. She does not like Pokemon. <laughs> She's going to hear this. She's going to kill us. <laughs> like, I've been on one episode. <laughs> well, you know me, I, I just don't like Pokemon, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and... I guess you and I kind of met over Batman, right? Well, yeah, besides the... <laughs> besides the joint science class. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, so maybe we should talk about how Batman brought us together. We had our Batman sleepover. Yes. So we actually would just watch Justice League and Batman animated series. We would kind of joke about how Green Lantern secretly <laughs> in love with Batman, but he's the backup boyfriend because we all know Superman is just Bay. Superman and Batman are married, and... Public enemies is just a testament to that. And you know what? The Superman and Batman movie, I can't wait for them to kiss at the end because <laughs> it doesn't end that way. It's not canon. No. I was rereading the, um, there's a series out right now. Actually, I don't think it's still going, but it's Superman and Wonder Woman because we can get more into this when we get more into like the comic book world of Batman and we start answering some of your questions. But in the New 52, uh, Superman and Wonder Woman are like together and it's like secret. The only person who knows is Batman because he's the most... Hasn't that storyline been going on? It is, and like, like every now and then, it's so, like, oh, there they are kissing in the sky. So it's not so much like a like an unknown, like oh, are they together? But like, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman has always been like the only like strong enough woman in the DC universe <laughs> 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 who could like handle Superman. Because like Lois Lane is a human, right? Yeah. And like Lois and Clark are like Endgame. They're amazing. I love them. Like so cute. Mm-hmm. But. If you think about, like, two superheroes are, who are going to be able to bang each other and not bang out the world, it may just be Wonder Woman and Superman. <laughs> and if you're Wonder Woman and you were, like, 
on Themyscira and you've never seen another man before, a normal man won't excite you. You're like, oh, okay, scrawny human. Like, I'm not interested in you. And um, she, she, she has, an, I can't remember the guy's name, the colonel who she ends up with. Steve something. I, I want to call him Steve Hicks, but that's not his name. <laughs> I do think Hicks is the last name, though. Is it Steve Hicks? It's like Steve something, or like, let's see. I don't know. We, we, we can look it up, but you can look that up. But basically, she ends up with a human, and they both end up with humans, because human humanity is great. But um, there's been so many storylines of Wonder Woman and Superman getting together, like in Frank Miller and Jim Lee's All-Star Batman and Robin, and in the Frank Miller um, Dark Knight Returns. Like, it's uh, Superman and Wonder Woman have, like, a child together. So that was always kind of relationship that was hinted at. Although I think in Justice League it's Wonder Woman and Batman. It is. Yeah. They're always, like... Nothing ever ha- like they never kiss or anything. I don't think. Yeah. Right. Um, it's kind of like a will they, won't they? But Batman's like yeah. too cool for you. Follow me, Lantern. <laughs> the many loves of Wonder Woman. A brief history of the amazing. No, we just want to know who Endgame is, please. He's a. He was in the original run too. He's like the first human she meets. And they're like enemies at first. I totally that's can't remember her. his name. No, that's her. Okay, we'll get to that. But. So, in this episode, we're going to be bouncing around all the different lores of Batman, like The Dark Knight Returns, we can talk about the movies, we can talk about the animated series, which is complete, like, awesome. We can also mm-hmm. talk about the video games, which are great. Have you ever played the Batman Arkham... Did you play Arkham Asylum? I played Arkham Asylum. I didn't play Arkham City, I don't think so. Arkham City is great! Arkham City, I think Arkham City is my favorite. So, there's, like, three main games and one game that's kind of like the origin story, which isn't as fun. But there's Arkham Asylum, which are basically you have to go in. The you bring the Joker to um, Arkham Asylum because he's been running amok, and mm. Batman brings him in, and then he breaks out and he takes over the asylum, and you have to fight all the Batman villains. And You're it's great. Right? Yeah, that's his name, Steve, Steve Trevor. Trevor! <laughs> Steve Trevor, good old Steve. Good old Steve. <laughs> but yeah, so that's Wonder Woman's like Endgame Bay. But oh, um, and Aquaman. And- <laughs> Apparently and everyone. Trevor Barnes, now this is another Trevor. It's okay. I would I would Batman. love to be a nemesis <laughs> and Superman. Okay, so back to the Basically she just has a lot of games, is what I'm seeing Listen, here. Listen, I would bang Wonder Woman. She's great. I love yeah. her. But yeah, so in that you get to play all the you know, play all the villains and stuff and like beat them and like Harley Quinn's in it. And the cool thing about that game, which is Poison Ivy, she has a really awesome boss level. <sighs> is that they're all voiced from the same people from Batman the Animated Series. Yes. So, um, which is what I'd be getting up every day to watch on, what was it on, Kids 11? Yeah, and like Cartoon Network, like it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's awesome. But, um, but yeah, and it was kind of cool to have all these guys who were like voicing these characters in the 90s come back. And throughout the duration of the game, like, you know, Mark Hamill didn't voice the Joker for the last Arkham game, but they got a guy who sounds just like him, and the guy who does Batman, Kevin Connolly, yes. he was in the last one. But in Arkham City, it's good because it's like Kevin Connolly and Mark Hamill, and then they fight steady, so I've enjoyed them. But, um, yeah, but before that, there weren't any good Batman games. <laughs> no, there, there literally was nothing. Um, I can't remember. I mean, I'm sure there was stuff for, like, Game Boy and stuff, but it was, there like... There was stuff for that. I think there was probably stuff for, like, Sega or something. Yeah, there had were, to be something. But they but, were just, like... You know, you had the arcade games and stuff, but it's not really yeah. from the comfort of your home. There hasn't really been... Very good. And I remember when I first heard about Batman Arkham Asylum, I got that month, I think it was in the summer, I got an issue of Game Informer <laughs> magazines. And uh, it was the cover story. It was Batman Arkham Asylum and, you know, the Joker comes in, whatever. And it was based loosely on the Batman the Arkham Asylum comic book. 
and but in that one it's kind of more. Is that I, the one we played at Comic Con? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, that was the one we played at Comic Con. Um, but yeah, and in that one, that's a oh, who did that? It was. It was. I'm, Grant, no, Grant, yeah, Grant Morrison did um, Batman Arkham Asylum. I know, it's in my head. <laughs> it all lives in my head, just pulling it out. But uh, Grant Morrison wrote that book, and it was kind of trippy, because Grant Morrison's kind of trippy and psychedelic, and it was, like, basically it's the same um, theme of Batman going into Arkham Asylum. It's like, am I the crazy one with you guys, or am I righteous? And all the, he kind of fights all of his nemesis, and kind of, it all leads up to the Joker. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of cool. But uh, the game... You're going through Arkham Asylum, but you're kind of realizing that Arkham Asylum is awful, and uh, it's full of Easter eggs, really cool. And uh, there's Easter eggs in there for the comic, too. Like, there's a scene where Batman's going through, in the comic, he's going through the asylum, and he's learning about uh, the Arkham family and all their tragedy and how they all went crazy and how one of them had, like, murdered his daughter or his niece or something, Mm -hmm. and the police found her body in, like, her dollhouse, and she was decapitated. And you're like, wow, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> and then in the Arkham City game, you're walking through, like, the garden, and there's a statue, and he doesn't have a head. And you're like, oh, it's probably one of the inmates doing it. But then you see the name, and it's, like, the Arkham guy. Like, the mm-hmm. guy who killed her, he, like, got his head chopped off. It's, like, a, a nod and wink, if you will, <laughs> to that scene. So it's a lot of cool stuff. And that's kind of the thing about the Batman world that I think keeps it so fresh and no matter what medium it is in because there's so much there's like not a, I wouldn't I don't want to call it a continuity but it's like it has consistencies that yeah. some other comics don't like some place like some will just be like yeah we're just gonna go with this arc now and it's totally different than everything we've done yeah and and it's cool and even when they kind of do stuff like that it's really cool but I think <laughs> I like the continuity and Batman more than a lot of other things because yeah it's just like okay I missed the last five issues let me <laughs> see where I'm at now and it's not really something that's so far-fetched that you're like oh fuck I need to like <laughs> read a whole dictionary exactly the whole encyclopedia DC comics yeah and that was the thing when uh, DC went back to the new 52 which they now unrebooted but Batman was the one universe that really didn't get a Harvey book besides for like a couple characters like Barbara Gordon which we'll talk mm-hmm. about and uh, all those guys it was really more like Batman himself was still Batman and I think it's because Batman himself is timeless like, it's not like a Superman... I mean, Superman can have that quality, too, but I don't think DC or Warner Brothers really lets him have that freedom. Yes. But I think because Batman has worked for so many years, I mean, from the 80s Batman movies to the 90s cartoons, to the comics in between, to the video games, Batman has always worked at Batman because he's the Dark Knight, because he has... His parents were killed, and he has to go, like, avenge them by beating the snot out of people, and then... But it's always the he's world... also... I think part of the reason that Batman is so great and why everyone's always like, yeah, he's he's a regular dude. I yeah. mean, yeah, he's rich, but, you know, doesn't have laser beams coming out of his eyes. Yeah. Kind of. So one of our questions from Anonymous is, why Batman? I think we're kind of getting into here now. And kind of like what you said is that Batman, Batman's like a normal dude. And he's not like, I mean, people always compare Bruce Wayne to Tony Stark. And do you think of that? No, not really. They're totally different personalities. They're just... You know, Tony Stark's very big. He's not exactly... I mean, at least now in the movies, he's not secretive about being Iron Man. Well, yeah, well, he never you really know? was in the he's, comics either. He's always, always, always yeah. just kind of like, yeah. He's very open about it. He's not... Somebody is not mysterious. Yeah, it's just and that, he's more, like, flamboyant. And I yeah. think, so, like, in the case of Tony Stark, like, I'm not so much into the Iron Man lore, but, like, he has tragedy in his life, like, his father and everything. Mm-hmm. And then figuring out that Stark industry was kind of, like, fueling the Middle East and their 
ongoing battles in the, battles in the yeah. and like you know and kind of realizing like his own family's nature and then when you learn more about like Howard Stark and what he kind of went through and like you know he's a pretty boy philanthropist super genius right and that's kind of been his thing mm-hmm. well in the case of Batman Batman is who Bruce Wayne really is yeah Bruce Wayne is the secret identity I'm not yeah. sorry is the um, alternate ego in a sense well for the case of Tony Stark Tony Stark is Tony Stark Iron Man is his secret identity Exactly. And I think the only other superhero that I can think of that has a similar personality to Batman in that regard, where his superhero is almost like his true identity and his reality is almost his true identity, is maybe Peter Parker. That's the only other person who I can really think of someone who is so invested in their superhero persona. I mean, unless you could get more into, like, Deadpool or, like, the X-Men and whatever. But mm-hmm. in the case of just people becoming superheroes. In the case of Peter Parker, you kind of just get this kid who, being Peter Parker's not really working for him. Like, he's scrawny, he's weak, you know, no one's giving him time of day. Gwen Stacy's like, peace out, and his friends are like, peace out. He's like getting totally, you know, he's getting bullied by Flash. Mary Jane isn't even like in the picture yet, but even if she was, she was like, not about that. But he becomes Spider-Man, and he gets this confidence, and he gets these muscles, and he becomes, like, like, he becomes a person, you know? He gets to have that confidence that grows him up, and the, you know, uh, great power, possibly mantra, really resonates himself, and kind of transforms him from Peter Parker to Spider-Man. And in the case of Bruce Wayne, his parents dying, and having that, like, emptiness is what kind of drives him to go train other Ra's al Ghul and become mm-hmm. the Dark Knight, come back to Gotham. Yeah, and become a vigilante. And the fact that Bruce Wayne is just something that he does to make Batman better. And in the case of Superman, like, Superman is Superman. Like, Clark Kent is, you know, is what Clark he wants. Clark Kent is just, you know. Clark Kent is almost like what he wishes he could be, in some sense. Is that, like, I am Superman. I would like to be Clark Kent because I would like to maybe not have to save the world all the time and be able to hang out with Lois and maybe have a family and, like, settle down. Well, yeah, and you know that in, um, you remember when Superman had the animated series? Yeah. One of his episodes, it was like he was having a dream and his dream was just that he was waking up and he was with his wife and kids yeah. and, like, was not Oh, Superman. that was so sad. I remember that now. Yeah, it was a very <laughs> upsetting episode. I was, like, eight years old and was like, oh, I've been so emotional. But, you know, yeah, no, Batman... He more seems like I never want to stop being Batman. Yeah. Batman until Gotham is safe, and Gotham safe will never be saved, and we know that. And Gotham's garbage. Have you ever watched? Have you watched the Gotham TV series? No, I don't have cable. So <laughs> no, it's on. It's on network. It's on Channel Five. I mean, like I just don't even have a TV. Oh, is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have cable. I'm like, oh, well, good for you. You can use an antenna. It's <laughs> funny here. It's on the TV. No, I don't even have just a TV. Also I probably could stream it. But yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I I haven't really been won over by it because in the case of Gotham, it's this, this is like going back to what we're saying. How mm-hmm. Gotham will never be safe. It's like a good Gotham before Bruce Wayne, and it starts out with you know the Waynes getting murdered, and you know the guy from o- from the OC has to save everyone. He's Commissioner Gordon, and there's a lot of like winks and nods. But like I haven't been won by the show so much. Like it's going I just to the didn't second. Start it because I wasn't impressed. Like just with the casting for it. Yeah, I like, was like, eh. But um, I wasn't, I'm not really impressed by it. I kind of just watch it because it's on. But what it, it does kind of get is just how fucked up Gotham was before Batman. And that I don't know how... It's like such a deep-ridden like sickness of a city that I don't even know if Batman punching everyone will save everything. <laughs> and there's an ongoing... Um, uh, like theory, Not theory, but um, 
a theme in the Batman comics, Batman lore really, is does Batman create these villains by being Batman and existing, or would these villains have existed without Batman? And it's now Batman's, it's his job to fix Gotham. And in, I believe it's the Arkham Knight game, that's kind of the ongoing question of, if we didn't have Batman, would, these, would we really have a Joker? Like, would we really have, like, all these crazy fucking crazy fucking people coming in and destroying Bat, like, destroying Gotham? There would be, in my opinion, I think there would definitely be, you know, the crazies, there would be the crime, but would it be as big? Would it be, you know, as huge of a scheme mm-hmm. in, like, what they're doing? Like, maybe be like, yeah, let's rob a bank, not... Let me blow up this entire city, you know. <laughs> I want to set the city on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Will we have Bane? I don't know. <laughs> Will we have I just, Yeah. There would still be crime. There would still be yeah. villains. I, maybe not quite as big of personalities. Yeah. With that, because, you know, mm-hmm. if you're just robbing a bank, yeah, the police might be able to stop you. Batman's going to come in and be like, throw a battering and you're done. Like, yeah. there's no challenge for that. And the, I think the villains who are really... Mm-hmm. really crazy mm-hmm. like the joker there's always that thing of he wants to challenge batman he wants to yeah one up him one like, up him and that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and as i'm going through my thing of comics <laughs> everything falls through uh, in the killing joke <laughs> which we are opening up right now uh there's like a there's a line about it let me see da, 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 da. Uh, i think it's still actually one of the last scenes with batsy and joker uh, let's see. So the Killing Joke is the one of the major Batman titles, in that this is the one where uh, Barbara Gordon is shot, shot and paralyzed, yep, shot and paralyzed by the Joker's henchmen. And um, the whole thing here is that Joker is really trying to push Batman to his limits. He wants to see how much he can really do to actually break Batman. And in the case of the Killing Joke, we can talk more about Barbara Gordon when we get to like the supporting characters of Batman, the Bat Family, which is really fascinating, almost more so than Batman himself. Is that the Joker then is like, uh, they're in a, he finds the Joker after making sure that Barbara Gordon's like alive, then he finds out that she's paralyzed. He finds the Joker in an amusement park, and the Joker pretty much asks him, see, there were these two guys in the lunatic asylum, and he tells them this whole joke, and the joke really is, is that they're both crazy, although one doesn't think he is, the other one, like, neither of them think yes. that they're crazy, but they're both crazy, and that's the killing joke, right? And that's a whole metaphor for the Joker and Batman. We're both crazy. We're both trying to kill each other, but in the end, we're both stuck in this asylum, which is a, a metaphor for Gotham. But let's answer some questions. So we answered why Batman. Another anonymous had asked, Dark Knight, best movie ever or the best movie ever? <laughs> well, I know, was it you who, who likes the older ones more? I like the older ones more, but like I don't, I don't really like the Christopher Nolan movies. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I like them. I don't feel the same, like, I love them, as most people do. But me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but no, you, you talk about the movies, and then I'll give my two cents on them. <laughs> well, the Dark Knight movies, for me, I really love them. Um, I own all of them. I just think they're a really great series. It's just, you know, it's obviously not the same as our older ones that are sort of more like the animated series. It's more of a realistic sort of, I guess, perspective. Yeah, which is what I really liked. It's kind of like, okay, well, if I was living in Gotham today in 2015, is this what it would be like? 
not really so much as like, yeah, I have neon buildings right now. <laughs> so it was the eighties, okay? I know, but I'm just saying, you know, we don't have our steel nipple bat suits. Okay, that's not the one. That was still fun. It was just a disaster. Okay, George Clooney did okay afterwards. But all right, he, he moved on with his life. Um, <laughs> wasn't Barbara supposed to be Alfred's niece in that one? Like she's like, I'm Barbara. Whatever, I'm Alfred's niece, and they're like, oh, Barbara, and it's like, what? Yeah, it was no, just, it was totally gonna... just not going where it was <laughs> You know, and then we have, obviously, Bane, and it's much different than Batman and Robin, when he's just going, Listen, BOOM! <laughs> BOOM! <laughs> I don't, okay, hold up. <laughs> I'm not saying that they're better, I'm just saying I enjoy them more. <laughs> Listen. Arnold Schwarzenegger making Mr. Freeze puns is was a lot more fun to listen to than I, Bang I, going. Maybe. Than Bang going. That man. Get out of my hole. <laughs> For three hours. That's all I'm saying. Go on about your movies. Alright, well, The Dark Knight kept me on the edge of my seat. Like, the, the entire Dark, series. I, I, look, The Dark Knight was really, really good. And I think of all three of them, it's the one I probably enjoyed the most. The first one, it was just... Why is Scarecrow, why is this guy who's obviously Scarecrow poisoning all these people? Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. We have this crazy sociopath poisoning people. Yeah. It was more, I guess, predictable. Um, it wasn't really... Yeah, I mean... And then the second one, we have the Joker, which is probably, like, that's probably, like, the best one out of all three of them. And the third one was trying so hard to... I don't even think they're trying to... I don't think they were even trying to surpass the second one, but I don't think they even think that they could. I actually do, like, the third one... A lot more than the first one. Well, yeah, no, I mean, like, the second one I'm talking about. Like, the, the first one is, like, You know okay. what it is? The second one is, it has a really great story, but it's also the most well shot. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, from, you know, a filmmaker's yeah. standpoint, it's just, it has the best scenes, mm-hmm. it has, it's more visually appealing, I think, than mm-hmm. a lot of the other scenes in the movies. So, it has that combination of, like, everything you would pretty much want. It just... I don't know. Yeah. The thing about The Dark Knight, too, is that, like, there's so many scenes that are just, like, iconic. Like, the scene of, like, Joker in the sh- in the, in the holding cell in the Gotham City Police, and he's, mm-hmm. like, clapping his hands. And then you have... Even when he's just hanging from the building and just laughing. Yeah! And then you... That's... Have... That is the Joker. Yeah. That's and then you have the scene... The essence. Then you have the scene with the two fairies, right? You have one, mm-hmm. you know, they're both holding bombs, and they, they, it's, like, the prisoner's dilemma, right? It's, like, they... Will one hit you? Will one not? You either cannot. And then you have the inmate just throwing it out. Yeah. The window. It's. I remember watching that scene in the theater and being like, "Oh my god, it's amazing! Like that's really good." Yeah. But like, but like I'm saying, and I don't. As movies, I love them, but as a Batman movie, that's when I'm like, okay, it's not like they. This, this to me, Batman wasn't the star of the Batman movies. I believe Gotham is in these movies, and Mm -hmm. I think the idea of the Batman lore of it. And that's kind of things like the second movie I really liked the most, but not because I'm like, oh, that's such a good Batman movie. It was like the Joker featuring Batman. <laughs> you know, yes. it was like, and it was more about Gotham too, because remember the second one is when Commissioner Gordon like fakes his death. Which and- is great because it's a different aspect than what most Batman things are. Right. You know, you kind of get a sense of like, he wants to fix Gotham, but why? And you get more deeper into what, is going on there, what it's actually like, what you could kind of see what it might be like to live there. Mm-hmm. 
if that makes sense. It's just yeah. sort of it, it, it felt you know, like it felt like this. It felt like a real city. Yeah, as opposed to just this is Gotham. This is Gotham. We have crazy people. Yeah, exactly. And I think and I think the first one had a bit of that because a lot of the first one was more just like an origin story. Like, oh, mm-hmm. this is Batman becoming Batman, right? Yes. This is Brucey becoming Bats. And then the second one, you really got a chance of like Batman's established, and I think and I think that's where a lot of that strength of that movie comes from is that Batman's established. He has some he has some lore. You know, he mm-hmm. has some clout. Uh, commissioner's trying to still get his hands around him, but he kind of trusts him. So you kind of, it's like, it's like we're here, we're, let's go, and then you get the amazing performance of the Joker from Heath Ledger, whose performance, when you watch it, is even more chilling because he died. Yeah. Uh, very, before the movie even came out. And there were rumors that, you know, he had gone so deep into the role that he kind of brought he got it home really, with him. Exactly. And then, I mean, but then it later came out that he had a history of drug problems and maybe this role had inflicted of it, but there was more demons than we had originally thought of Heath Ledger, which is unfortunate because it was such a great performance, mm-hmm. but you have that almost cloud around it when it came out, right? Yes. So you're coming in here and you're like, I wonder how good this is, and then his performance is completely, just blows you away, takes over the entire movie, and the Joker, a good Joker story does that, right? Exactly. Because the reason why the Joker is probably, if not the most famous Batman villain um, is because he takes all the air out in the room. He is an entertainer. He is complete chaos. He doesn't care, but he's so obsessed with Batman that, like, he wants to outdo him mm-hmm. that you're kind of like, it's so interesting to watch because you have the Batman just trying to catch up with him sometimes. Yeah, and, and for then, the Joker, it's not even like, it's not even like, yeah, I'm doing this for money, which we know, obviously, it's mentioned in The Dark Knight. Yeah, it's mentioned... And you can see it in every comic. <laughs> he's never just like, I want to do this thing because it's bad. He's like, I want to do this for Batman's attention. Yeah. I want to get him here. Like, even in every comic and every, you know, animated series episode mm-hmm. with the Joker, there's always some big ploy to get Batman there. If mm-hmm. Batman was just like, yeah, I'm going to ignore this, would the Joker really be mm-hmm. doing as much as he does? I believe, I don't know if it's in Mad Love. The- it is, with the piranhas. Yeah. Where Harley Quinn gets kicked out of maybe it is a story. It uh, is. Harley Quinn gets kicked when out. When she captures Batman, he gets so pissed. yeah because he's not him. Then he's like, story. "You got her. yeah," and he's not even impressed. He's just angry. Yeah, that someone else was able to get Batman. And and it's funny because all Harley Quinn wanted to do was was to impress him. <laughs> was to impress him. Like, look, I got I got what you wanted. I I I'm proving myself to you. And he's just like, bitch! (laughs) Essentially, yeah. So Get out of here! (laughs) It's an obsession with him getting Batman. It's not, you know, Mm -hmm. she gave it to him to him on a silver platter. Like, he was chained off and had piranhas under him. And she was, like, just holding the little lever, like... (laughs) (laughs) For those of you listening, because this is a podcast, Serena just posed like a cheerleader as if she was going to hold the lever, like, hello! (laughs) Which would be great. Great radio sounds. <laughs> I know this happens every episode, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that and when you when you move the computer towards you when you speak. Yeah. But yeah, and uh, I guess so. Yeah, so Dark Knight best movie ever or best movie ever? I don't know. Maybe it's best movie ever. <laughs> maybe not the best movie ever. It's one of the best Batman movies ever. Oh, I think it is. I think I think it is the best movie of Batman ever. But like my, I didn't enjoy it as much as the other ones because they're. Like I said, they're not so much movies about Batman, right? They're movie yeah. that it's, it's a movie about the Joker. It's a movie about Joker and Gotham and Batman in it. 
of all of all three of them, the movies that are most about Batman are the first one and the third one, right? Because mm-hmm. the third one, it's bat, it's Bane destroying Batman, right? Because Batman he, Rising again. Yeah, that, and it's not interesting. <laughs> it's not interesting at all. I loved it. I really? Mean, yeah, yes. we don't agree. Uh, <laughs> this is how friendships end on podcasts. Uh, <laughs> but wait, okay, so you, you can talk about how much you love that movie. Then I'll just sit here and I'll just read Mad Love. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I guess for me, just because just the rise of him again was such... I just sat there being <laughs> the very Batman. inspired. Wait, wait, your favorite part of Batman, The Dark Knight Rises, and when The Dark Knight Rises? <laughs> uh, well, okay. You get to like watch him be like get back into being Batman. Mm-hmm. You get to see him kind of like, you know, once his back is broken and he's in the cell, how he, you know, climbs up that thing and then he keeps failing and failing and failing yeah. and then finally he's like... I can't have that safety net. I can't have that rope. And he, for me, I guess it was just a very inspiring movie because I was at like a really weird place in my life and I was like, I got to get rid of the safety net because Batman did. I don't know. I guess that's why for me. Is that why you stopped calling me? Um, Could you imagine you call people, listen, I just saw the Dark Knight Rises. Listen, dude, we can't date anymore because you are my safety net and I just need to jump without the rope. Okay. <laughs> I gotta go be Batman. Bye. Oh, okay. It's been oh, real. Okay. Nice. <laughs> nice to know you. We should get that. We should get that kind of advice in our love advice. Episode. We should. Is there a good way to break up with someone? Tell them you just can't use the rope anymore. <laughs> oh. oh god. But yeah, no. And I and I totally get that. And and I think in and the happy ending for me. Oh yeah. Because you know you know how I am. Yeah, he gets with uh, Anne Hathaway. I don't. I didn't. And Alfred's just like, oh, oh. love my little my little boy. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to like that movie, and like I'm thinking of like scenes in there, and just like the scene when like Catwoman bites people. <laughs> I don't know. I just was never. There was no standout. I mean, yeah, it's him coming out of the hole, right? Like that's like the big thing of him, like defeat, like coming back. And the and the movie starts with him being like retired, like he is done. You know, mm-hmm. He's, we don't need him. And the end of the Dark Knight, of the Dark Knight is. You know, he's the hero. He's the hero that we need, but not the hero we deserve. So yeah. it's kind of like, all right, Batman can come back if he wants to, but maybe not. And then you come into The Dark Knight Rises, and he's not even around. It's like, we haven't heard of Batman in 70 years. And, like, mm-hmm. they're all at this gala, and Bruce Wayne is, like, this super-duper cripple guy. And you're like, huh, no one put together that there's no Batman anymore? And suddenly uh, Bruce Wayne, the guy with all the money, is totally, like, inept right now. <laughs> And they never really explain, like, how he stops, like, why he has a limp, and then, like, why he's, like, I'm super fit again. Like, I never understood that part. You know, I don't remember what it was exactly. I know he had no um, joint tissue or something in between his bones, but I guess maybe because he just didn't work out anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I, remember I, exactly I, what it's it was. Basically, it's like, and, like, there was really, I can't remember any, at the end of The Dark Knight, if there was, a, if he got really hurt with the Joker, if something had happened that, like, oh, like, maybe Batman's not going to come back. Because he runs away, and he's, like, just being Batman. Like, there was no link there. And mm-hmm. so that, that kind of confused me as why, like, Bruce is hobbling around. And then he's fighting Bane. And I it, this, the movie kind of reminded me of, like, all the Marvel movies now, right? So, like, mm-hmm. all the Marvel movie, all the Marvel movies kind of run the same storyline of uh, Superhero does superhero things. Superhero meets the big baddie. The big baddie dist- uh, beats the superhero. Superhero has to go find himself or find some answer or do something on the side. Then superhero comes back and he beats the baddie. And then the superhero goes a little happy ever after. And that's kind of the up and down 
you know, bare bones of the Dark Knight Rises, which is why I was like, oh, okay, he gets beat by, uh, he gets beat by Bane, he goes in the hole, <laughs> he gets out of the hole, and then he beats Bane. And there was the part when Bane has pretty much Gotham on lockdown, right? And then you have uh, Dorsey Good Eleven, who could have been really utilized as being like the Robin figure, mm-hmm. as opposed to being like, what's your real name? Robin. And then yeah, just finding... reveal that him finding the Batcave. Yeah, like, it, it could, that could have been something really more. And I, and I think there was a lot of potential in the story of doing what they did so well with the Dark Knight, of having Gotham come together mm-hmm. when it was in uh, quarantine. Like, not quarantine, but it was like when it was shut down. Like, instead of having everyone being like, we've been here for 70 years and we can't get down, where the fuck is Batman? You didn't get chills during the scene in the street with all the criminals and these men. And- I mean, like, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I mean, like, there was one, but I don't know. I'm like, and then you have to see with, like, <laughs> one <laughs> single chill. <laughs> all I'm saying is that, like, there was so much of that Part of Gotham in the Dark Knight, and it's because really like the Gotham City, like, you had Harvey Dent's story going on and him trying to clean up the city, and then him falling. You had the love with him and Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. and like Batman letting go, and then Rachel dying. Like, oh wait, by the way, total spoiler alert for all these movies. I guess if you haven't seen them. <laughs> this came out years ago. I think we're okay. Super spoiler. <laughs> Rachel dies. <laughs> Harvey Dent's Two Face, who saw it coming. Uh. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and it's just like I don't know. I just feel like that there was so much in that movie that made you feel for Gotham, feel for these characters. When Harvey Dent, you know, goes after Gordon, you feel why he does because he didn't save Rachel. I see it though. I can totally see how The Dark Knight is really emotional because it's like the last movie and mm-hmm. it kind of wrapped up everything. But I just feel like I never really felt like a real connection between um. I was like, who's the guy who played Batman? Christopher. Christopher. No, Christopher Nolan's the director. It's um, <laughs> um Christian Bale. My bad. <laughs> Christian Bale. Christian Bale and Anne Hathaway had like negative no, chemistry. I didn't like their thing either. Like even the kids then, it was so forced. Like she like, just like grabbed him with like yeah. Like maybe that's like whatever is supposed to be what her character was, but. the Catwoman and Batman, that's not what it is, Catwoman and Batman. They actually have, like, a... They have <laughs> chemistry in this. the... Exactly. They have I chemistry mean, like, in the comics that they did not have in yeah, it's Dark like, Knight just, Rises. I... When I found out she was Catwoman, I was kind of like, uh... Where's a Hush? Where's Batman uh, Hush? About that. Yeah, yeah come on! Look at this. They're, like, they're having a serious, like... In Hush. Passionate kiss on the back of this cover, like... So the thing is, with, so we can now talk about Batman and his rogues and his supporting characters. I think this is a good leeway into that. Yes. So, in the case of, like, the many loves of Batman, like, Catwoman is probably, like, his main... It's his best squeeze. match, really. Yeah, like, it's his main squeeze. Yo, guys, I'm, like, totally gung-ho on Poison Ivy and Bats getting together. Like, they are, like... But Poison Ivy's dating a Harley Quinn, so I think we're... Ch- <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's always been, like, my sort of thing. And so when I, like... When I saw Dark Knight Rises and had the Kevin thing, and I was like, ugh, my boyfriend at the time was like, yeah, well, that's just because I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I already know it's going to be because there's no chemistry. It's not because I was like, yeah, I want them to be together. They had no chemistry. In that right, movie. and I'm totally so, like, I'm so, like, a poly shipper with these things that it's like, if they have chemistry, I'll totally ship it. But, like, so let, let's go into the story of Hush, which is a really, it's probably my favorite comic book story of all time of Batman. Next to... All-Star Batman and Robin, which is just banana pants. But Hush is, is with, um... Huntress. Yeah, it, it is. It's... Wait. What are you looking at? 
what? I'm trying to figure out who wrote it. Yeah, so it is. It's Jeff Loeb. It's Jim Lee. But uh, <laughs> I'm just seeing who I wrote it. This in like a couple of years, so I'm kind of yeah. So now Sabrina's doing the thing where she reads on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's been a while. It's been like a really long time. Yeah, it's an awesome story. If you haven't read it, I totally recommend it. And this whole story is everything all about Batman, where it's dissecting the relationships that he has with Catwoman, with Dick and Tim. And also, like, you know, his past. So, Hush, the character of Hush, it, you know, is somehow tied to the past before he was Batman. And what's really great about, I mean, besides the awesome art, I know, I Love see your girl, I know, I see Poison Ivy in there, is that it really does, um, you know, go into all the relationships and why Batman does kind of stay to himself and why maybe he should and the kind of problems that he can face when he, um, when he brings people into his life. Poison Ivy is your favorite mm-hmm. rogue. Why? You know what it was? She she was just very vulnerable when she first came Poison Ivy, obviously. Mm-hmm. She was in love with the scientist, and he started doing some experiments on her. Mm-hmm. And it's not that, you know, she has really a relationship with Batman, but he seems to be the one person that can kind of make her good sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's sometimes that moment of clarity where she's like, ooh... Yeah, and there's a there's a really cool part in the last Arkham game, Arkham um, Arkham Knight, where Batman needs help, and he's like, "There's only one person I can talk to in this," and it ends up being Poison Ivy exactly. because because she is because he realizes like you're a brilliant scientist, you're crazy as fuck, but you're a brilliant scientist, and he kind of understands why she would. Why and they have kinda... helped each other through the entire time that she's been around. Right. Yeah, probably more so than Catwoman. So Catwoman kind of was a character who was, you know, nemesis. And you, then you start seeing more of her, back, her backstory of how, you know, she was part of a whorehouse and all this stuff. And, like, I think over time Catwoman has become more of a gray character mm-hmm. and to some cases even, like, a hero. Yes. Which is great and awesome to see. But in the case of Poison Ivy, she's always been, like, no, nah, she's not so much on your side. She'll help you, but only when it's helping herself. And the cool thing about Poison Ivy, which I really think comes to light when you see her and Harley Quinn together, is that she has no tolerance for anyone's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and in the case of her and Harley's relationship, like Harley Quinn is just this brilliant, you know, brilliant uh, psychologist who just got wrapped up in the Joker's bullshit. And then you see how she falls in love with him and how it completely makes her mad and how there's so much good in Harley and you know, Ivy sees that in her. He says, like, you can be great on your own. Like, you don't need him. Yeah, and like, that's why they're best friends. It's the same thing that Gotham City Sirens. And you're friends, as it came out. They're yeah. totally dating. <laughs> Finally, DC just admitted it. Yes. <laughs> and how they kind of phrase it, it's like, yeah, they're girlfriends, but they're kind of girlfriends who aren't, like, in, like, a legit, like, they're, like, a polyamulous relationship where it's like, yeah, they're, like, together, but they're girlfriends who sometimes have sex with each other. And I'm like, I'm cool with that! <laughs> You do you, you boo. Go, girls. <laughs> you do you boo. And uh, because of that, that's why Harley is never affected by like her poison or anything that ever will harm Gotham City from Poison Ivy because she's like, nah, this is my this is my squeeze. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not even just like, a, oh, if it's gonna help herself thing with Batman because in um, what is it, Dark Shadows? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she does kiss him and he can't like see, he can't do anything, mm-hmm. and like. Before he falls, she kisses him again so that he gets everything back. Back. Like, she could have easily just been like, Peace out. Peace, you're dead. Yeah. And I, and I think it's because she doesn't have, like, she doesn't see Batman the way, like, the Joker or some, or, like, even the like, Two-Face, like, some other characters see Batman, is that she sees him as, like, you're so annoying, but, like, I know 
the two of them get each other in mm-hmm. a weird sense, right? Like, Batman's like, I get that you don't like people and you want plants for the world. I hear you, girl. But we can't do that because people need to live. And please stop putting them in your harvest <laughs> situation. Please. That was fucked up. Stop poisoning Robin. <laughs> Just stop it. And she's kind of like, listen, I get that you have to protect Gotham City and you have to protect all these people and I totally, like, respect your intellect, but my, my weed's gonna grow. <laughs> so, yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, Batman does save her quite a bit. Yeah, actually. Because, yeah, because he understands. Yeah. Even in the detective comics, there's that guy who, like, really wants to kill her. <laughs> he, um, just, you know, he wanted to kill all the plants and, like, I think he, like, ki- tries to kidnap Poison Ivy, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And, like, Batman's like, yo, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. And, and he does, because Batman doesn't believe in killing anyone, and he believes in giving people a, a chance to get better and to... And he sees throughout, like, basically the whole time that she's been around that there is good in her. It's not like the Joker where it's like, this guy is crazy as fuck. He's <laughs> obsessed with me. Like, I think, I don't even think it's just like a woman's thing. Like, I guess like, you know, he does have a softer side for Poison Ivy and mm-hmm. Catwoman and Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. You could see that in the comics that he yeah. is like. That he's, he's not as ready to like beat them to a pole buzzy as with Two-Face exactly. and everyone else and Croc and everyone. Yeah, I can totally see that. But I, I think he also, he, he, he understands where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that Batman does because Batman is the world's greatest detective. So he sees around everyone and there's a great you know and you see from harley quinn and poison ivy they're both people who became villains because they fell in love with the wrong person yeah or things or terrible things had happened to them and i think batman kind of sees these guys as like i could have been that person like mm-hmm. i the reason why i became batman was to protect people but there's a really part of me that could have gotten angry and taken that on people exactly which and you see it with him and like croc with Mudface, and i think you really see that part of him when he when you see him with two-face which is a character that used to be his friend, him and mm-hmm. Harvey Dent, like, Dent and him were going to clean up the Gotham together with Commissioner Ger- Gordon, and Commissioner Gordon was like, I'm done, peace out, kill him, I'm out. Like, because Commissioner Gordon can sometimes be, he's very, well, he's very like, this is right, this is wrong, and Batman's a person in his life who kind of blurs the lines for yeah. him, and I think that's where a lot of their tension comes from, because, you know, Commissioner Gordon is, this is what we need to do, and that's it. Like, he sometimes has blinders on to the greater picture while Batman sees everything and sometimes yes. that makes it hard for him to make the well, right decision. since he's someone who has to follow the law yeah. or supposedly because <laughs> he's the commissioner. Yeah, so like he's like, and listen. for him to be like, yeah, he's like, really yeah. yeah, I gotta stop doing that, please. <laughs> hey, Bats, can you calm down a little bit and drink it down? <laughs> and in the case of, um, of the uh, Harley of Harvey Dent, he's like, listen, I get that he was once our friend and he was going to help us once, but like now he's not, and let's take him out. And yeah. Batman is someone who just, who just hasn't given up on him, and you see it time and time again whenever the whenever he comes up in the comics or the or the cartoon series, he doesn't call him Two Face. Yeah, I mean, or he'll refer to him as Two Face, but when he talks to him, he calls him Harvey. Like yeah. he sees the when human they're part in a conversation him. together. When yeah. he's talking to someone else about him, he will say Two Face. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he won't call him Harvey but because he's not going to out him. But most confrontations with him is mm-hmm. Harvey. Yeah, and in uh, you know, in Long Halloween, yeah, it's like the acid thing in mm. Dark Knight. Yeah, his face gets burned off, but yeah, he's still the same idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and I think that's kind of the cool thing about Batman and his uh, and his awesome rogues. And I think the only other character in comics that have such a great 
um, just like a strong cast of villains is probably the Flash. I mean, the Flash, their rogues, like you got totally blanking, but you have like Reverse Flash. You have, you know, all, I mean, all the people that you see on the Flash TV show are mm. great. And, you know, we have Trickster and Mirror and Mirror Master, now they're all coming to me. <laughs> you know, Captain Boomerang. Like you have these really cool rogues, but in the case of Batman, like, you, most people on the street, even if they're not, like, comic book people, they can name, like, oh, Catwoman, Two-Face, yeah. Joker, because Batman has seeped into, that. they have seeped into the culture as deeply as, you know, other things have. So our last question, Starburst Blackout said, hiya, I'll do an open question, as I usually do. Why do you think Batman has always been so popular, especially since he doesn't have powers or anything and is just brooding emo child? <laughs> I think we've covered this a lot, but I feel like we're all kind of brooding email, emo childs. Yeah, and I... In one sense <laughs> or another, at some point in our life. I mean, like, I always really loved Batman. I, I was, just love Eyeliner, guys. I just love <laughs> well, you know, you know, I always really loved Batman. It was, for me, what got me into Batman was the TV series, because it'd be on it, I'd be like, oh man, this is so cool, like, this is amazing, and like, I would always just watch that, and then Justice League came out, it was something that kind of just followed me, I did read the comics throughout, you know, time too, mm -hmm. but then, you know, for a little bit it died down, and then when I was going through my emo phase, when I was like 13, 14, I was, Batman was there for going you. back, <laughs> well yeah, you know, I was kind of like rediscovering it, I was like, oh mm -hmm. man, I really like, I wasn't like, I can't say I relate to Batman. My parents were murdered for, like, <laughs> pearls, but... <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> it was still something, like, that I just would still really enjoy, that yeah. I'd go to Borders and, like, read the new comics, and it yeah. was just... It was a part of my life, I Jim think. Jim Hanley's universe. Exactly. Comics, through college, and... and, like, then the movies came out when we were in college, so mm -hmm. for me, it was something that just kept popping up throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And... It's probably that case for a lot of people. Like, even if they're not super into it, just watching the animated series or watching Justice League when it was on Toonami, like, there's something that everyone's probably experienced Batman at some point in their life. Batman's there for them. And I think also is that Batman is probably the one superhero that was able to break out into the mainstream. And yeah. I think it's because of the success of the... Um, of the Michael Keaton movies in the 80s and the mm -hmm. 90s, and then you have the success of the animated series, and you have the success of the comics. Like, Batman has always been such a great character. And yeah, Superman, too, in that regard, that Superman is mm -hmm. evil, too. I mean, maybe not to the extent that Batman has, and that's really only because Super Superman hasn't had the great stories that Batman has been allowed it. It's like, that, and, like, he's very... Not that he's vanilla, but you know what I mean? It's hard like, to relate to someone who can do anything. Right? Exactly. Like, 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 it's very Batman hard. has, Superman has challenges for sure, but Batman, you know, you feel like there's more obstacles, you're like, he's, I don't want to say he's an inspiration, I guess, because. We kind of, that hallway was inspiring. I know. <laughs> well, y'all know what I mean. It's, yeah. I, and I, and I think also, like I said, Batman's rogue gallery is great. You have people like the Joker, and I think. There are villains that you could really love. For Superman, it's kind of like. If someone's like name name three mean three superhero Superman villains who are not Lex Luthor, it's really, yeah, it's yeah. really difficult. Go like find Lex Luthor them. is yeah. the first person you're gonna think of. Batman maybe the first person you think yeah. of is the Joker, obviously. Yeah. But then you're like, yeah, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, Penguin, Scarecrow, <laughs> that like girl who could freeze stuff. Uh. It's like you're not gonna be able <laughs> yeah. to like, get people to name that. Like you could just there are people who could probably they could tell you at least three villains in Batman. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, and that's what I had said. It's like you can they can name them easily because it has infor- it has infiltrated the culture mm-hmm. so much, you know. And when you get these major, um, just like powerhouses, right? Is that everything about Batman is so interesting and and, and great? So from the rogues, the villains to Batman himself, then you have his supporting cast, which mm-hmm. is great. You have Batgirl, you have Batwoman, you have Dick Grayson, my favorite, you have Nightwing, <laughs> you have Robin, all three of them, you have, and they all have interesting backstories. Like, you mm-hmm. have these characters that aren't particularly good all the time. Like, in the case of Jason Todd, like, he's an asshole, and he yeah. was the Robin that was so hard for Bruce to figure out because he was so troubled. And Bruce kind of went into, like, he was kind of the rebound Robin because Dick had, like, graduated off and, like, was doing Teen Titan stuff. And Bruce was like, well, fuck you, Robin. I don't need you. I kind of do, but whatever. Being all, like, Sinadre about it. And then you have, you know, Jason Todd, who was this troubled kid. He's like, well, I'm going to make you better by making you Robin. And Jason Todd was kind of like, oh, okay, that's cool, I guess. But he, like, just wasn't doing it well. And then Batman kept trying with him and then eventually he's killed by the Joker mm-hmm. and it oh, haunts gosh. Batman. And it just like... I think it haunted us all. <laughs> Did you know that the reason why they killed him, like, sidetrack, it's like a famous comic story, is because it, like, the, it, he wasn't like a popular character so DC was like, alright, you know, for a quarter, you know, for 25 cents, vote on whether or not we kill or keep Jason Todd. And so people were like, yeah, kill him, whatever. But then they actually killed him. And, and then everyone <laughs> freaked the fuck out about it. They're like, they wow. Had the, um, they had the movie come out. God, when was, was uh, that? You know that animated one? Yeah, Under the Red Hood, about. where Neil Patrick Man. Harris, Neil Patrick Harris voiced Nightwing. Okay. Yeah, that was really weird. Um, <laughs> but still, like, yeah. Under the Red Hood, yeah, it's like, obviously, yeah. it's a graphic novel, but... Yeah, I mean, Even and that's what's so messed up. Watching that, I was like, ah! and that's the thing is that Jason Todd now becomes interesting because he's this because guy he's... who gets brought back from the dead, and he's so filled with anger. Yeah, and you know, and his his that's another story that gets uh, recycled a lot. You see mm-hmm. it, uh, Arkham Knight uses it again, and then you see Under the Hood, and then you just see like him constantly, you know, fighting with Batman, but also kind of being on his side. And then when Batman, like I think it was two thousand nine or two thousand ten, Under the Cow came out. Yes, or the bat- oh, sorry, Battle for the Cow. Where Batman's dead, and then you have all these, you have Damian Wade, David Wade, his his son, who is like, hey dad. And you have David Wayne, you have Tim um, Drake. Tim Drake. (laughs) Thank you, Brain. (laughs) (laughs) Tim Drake, Dick Grayson, Barbara Gordon. You have all these guys who are like, hey, we can be Batman, and it's a whole fight of it. Like, who is the true heir to Batman? (laughs) Spoiler alert, Dick Grayson, duh. But! (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, it's interesting to have these young people who have followed him and, you know, what happens to them. And then you have Barbara Gordon, who becomes Oracle. But uh, Stephanie Brown, uh, who comes in as the new Batgirl after uh, Cassandra Kane, And you get these integral people. And you have all these players that Batman has touched. And to the point that even though Batman's gone, it becomes a thing that, like, Dick Grayson... The legacy just lives on and... Yeah, and the point that, like, Alfred turns to Dick and he's like... We don't even need another Batman. Like, you can still just be Nightwing, and you can still do his bidding. And then Dick goes, well, we still need a Batman. Like, Mm -hmm. we still need someone to be that role and to be that person. And in this case, like, I'll put on the... I'm putting on the suit, but I'm not Bruce. Like, I'm going to be my own Batman. And it's great. And I really think the Batman and Robin series, where Dick Grayson's Batman, is one of the best modern Batman stories I've ever read. It's just so interesting to see him work with Damien as Damien's kind of mourning the death of his father but not really accepting it 
and how he's handling it versus, you know, Tim Drake, who really saw Bruce as a father figure because Tim Drake is the Robin who wanted to be Robin. In the case of, you know, Dick Grayson, he was orphaned, Batman took mm-hmm. him in. case of Jason Todd, he was trouble, Batman took him in. In the case of uh, Tim Drake, when he goes up to Batman, Batman doesn't want a Robin. Like, he doesn't want anything to do with him. He's like, I'm done. And he's acting out because he's so filled with grief over mm-hmm. over Jason. And he can't really talk to Dick because Dick's like being a dick. And then he, <laughs> he has no one. He really has no one to, to talk to. And then Tim Drake, being the super kid that he is, unmasks Batman. And he realizes, like, oh, my God, Jason thing. And all these things are coming together. And he goes up to him. And he's like, I know that you're Batman. Take me on. And he he wins him. He's like, you know what? All right. Like, he worked for it. And no one loved being Robin more than Tim Drake did. And then when you get the story of Damian Wayne coming in and so easily having, uh, surpassing Tim Drake mm-hmm. as, you know, an heir because he's Batman's son. I mean, granted, at this point, Tim Drake has been orphaned, blah, blah, blah. So, like, Batman is now, like, he's, like, been adopted by Batman just mm-hmm. as Dick was. But being so easily replaced in his heart. It's really an interesting story and they were just about to get into it when Batman dies. Yeah. So you have then Tim Drake taking on his own identity as Red Robin and just exploring, trying to bring Bruce back and then you have Damon Wayne doing his own kind of, trying to figure out on his own end while Dick's trying to just keep everyone together. It's a really, really, really great series and I think Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly do the art for the first part of the Batman and Robin stuff. But Scott, uh, Scott Snyder has a great detective comic run about it, too. And that's right before the New 52 happened and everything got blown up. But, like I said, like, great stories. that You don't even need Batman for these stories, and that's kind of the strength of him. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just love him. We love him. So, we, we have a lot of feelings. Uh, so, who's your favorite Batman character? It can be a villain. It can be Bats. It can be... Is it, is it Batman? Poison Ivy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I mean, besides Batman being Batman. Besides Batman being Batman. <laughs> I don't know, I guess just because it's a central focus, it's not... There's not really anything about him that I guess I don't like. Mm-hmm. Where there are a lot of like people who are like, oh god, I wish they like were like this. Batman <laughs> would be the perfect boyfriend. I don't know, I feel like he would have a lot of demons. No, I just think he would. <laughs> it would be like, oh, where's my husband? Oh, oh there he is. Oh, there he is. <laughs> After him again. Imagine oh, living man. in Wayne Manor and it's like, oh, I picked up this fork and suddenly like, the wall turns around and you're like, damn it, I hate when this happens. Oh. <laughs> it's like flight out of shoot. Like, okay. I would just spend all my time with Alfred. Uh, I, would, I feel like Alfred's really chill. I yeah. hang out with Alfred. My favorite character is Dick Grayson. Yeah. Because Dick Grayson is the opposite of Batman. And not in the case that the Joker is, the Joker is chaos and Batman is order. And that these are both men who lost their parents at the formal age to intense tragedy and then decided to protect people because of it. Mm-hmm. And in the case of Bruce, you see that this is a man who took that tragedy and became very introverted, internalizes most things, um, doesn't really let people in. It, it's hard for him. He doesn't really open up, and he is a, he's Batman, and that's how he kind of copes. In the case of Dick Grayson, though, he's the opposite. Dick Grayson is like a ladies' man. I'm pretty sure he's banged everyone in the DC universe. Probably. But I mean, like, and he every redhead for sure. <laughs> he's into end redheads, <laughs> even the ones that are lesbian. Like when he was hitting on Batwoman, she's like, "No, I'm not your type. You're not my type." I should say. <laughs> 
But um, he lets people in. He falls in love. He's, he, he gets his heart broken. He has a long, turbulent relationship with Barbara Gordon that ends in heartbreak. He dates uh, Starfire. Like, he he loves so unconditionally and is always letting people in to the point that he gets hurt, but he doesn't, not that he doesn't learn from it, but he it makes him so human. And I think the humanity that Bruce lost when his parents are shot and the humanity that Dick kind of gained from it are what makes him so much more fascinating in some cases than Bruce. Because Bruce is like, he's Batman, he does his thing. While Dick is always the one who's like, Bruce, take a step back. Like, care about yourself. Like, we love you. You have a family here. Dick is always the one who's, like, bringing Bruce back to Bruce. Or, I'm sorry, bringing Batman back to Bruce. Because I think if... Because Bruce could just get lost in being Batman. Yes, completely, completely lost. And I, and that's a huge story of Hush in that Batman is, like... If, if Bruce could, if someone's like, Bruce, you don't have to be Bruce Wayne. You can have everything you want. Everything would be the same, but it's that like you would just be Batman constantly. Bruce Wayne would take it, and Bruce Wayne would go away. Mm-hmm. But Dick Grayson is the one thing, I think, that really brings... Batman back to being Bruce because Dick is humanity. Like he is someone who's just incredibly positive and helpful and kind. And I think he does inspire Batman. I just find him to be such a more interesting character in that kids. And when terrible things happen to him, I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, I, th- I think he's fascinating. And I, and I think Tim Drake to a certain extent, but Tim Drake can be a little bit whiny because mm. he's just very immature and very needy while Dick Grayson has had the, has been fortunate enough to be a character that's grown with Batman over the years to oh, become yeah. like his own. Yeah. So that's been our Batman episode. If you have any questions you'd like to ask us, please send us to us at funtimefactory.tumblr.com slash ask. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Funtime Factory, Facebook, Funtime Factory, Tumblr, tumblr.com slash Funtime Factory, I think that's our name, or funtimefactory.tumblr.com. Just search Funtime Factory, you'll find it. We will be there. Um, I'm Caroline. You can find me at Twitter at C Albanese. You can find me at Tumblr at Astro Latte. Sabrina. Find me at Sassy Pants on Tumblr, even though I don't really use it that much anymore. <laughs> you should get back on Tumblr, I miss you. I know, it's just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm active on Instagram. Find me there. Just Abzy Pants. Could yeah. Like my selfies, I guess. I don't know. And you should, you guys should find Michelle. Yes. Find her at Michelle Malecki on Twitter and at Royal Doe on Tumblr. With two E's. With two E's. On oh. Instagram. It's two E's, right? What's... Or is it one E? I don't, I don't remember. Just look for Royal Doe. One yeah. of her One of her art pieces will come up and you'll be able to find her, I think. <laughs> but um, um, on her Tumblr, please badger her about not being on the show and tell her and just let her know that we said that she hates Batman and she hates Pokemon. And let her know that we sent you. Very intensely. Very <laughs> Lots intensely. of exclamation points. So, later guys. We're off to protect Gotham. I'm Batman. I'm also Batman. <laughs> <laughs>